Hi, this is Natalie. I'm here with the Mixta Chica channel. So basically, what this podcast is about is growing up mixed during the 80s up to the 90s and into current day. Um, It's just a little bit about myself, mostly myself growing up mixed when most people weren't mixed. And when I say mixed, I mean mixed. Like, I'm Mexican, Chinese, and Ecuadorian. I'm, you know, not your typical everyday person. Now, like, in the 2000s or 2020s, whatever we want to call it now, it's a little bit different now. Um, it's It's more common to meet someone who's not just Mexican or white or black or Chinese you know it's a mix and growing up I'm a born and raised Los Angelino I was born here and I was raised here my mom though is an immigrant and my dad is uh, I don't know how many generations Mexican American here in the U.S. so part of this is is just me sharing about myself but also it's an opportunity for you know other people to to have an outlet to understand like all the things that they went through growing up that were out there the few at the time that existed for me especially it was really hard I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley which is at the time that I was growing up was a mix it was predominantly Asian It was when the Asian culture, or at least most Asians, like Chinese, Vietnamese, all of them were immigrating, and a lot of them come to the San Gabriel Valley, which is mostly San Gabriel, Alhambra, Monterey Park, and this is in Southern California, in case, you know, you're listening from another state, you know, any other place, and it was it was like a culture shock like as a kid you know it's supposed to be everyone gets along right the thought process is kids we're all we all it's all fun la 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 you know but that's where I started to feel it the most as a kid I I noticed you know and it wasn't just that I noticed it was made aware to me that I wasn't near here nor there which is a saying in Spanish ni de aquí ni de allá which means neither here nor there so it's like I couldn't fit in and it wasn't about fitting in it's just about feeling like you're part of a group or or not so much feeling as you're part of a group but people understand you right you're going through the same things right you're a second grader you're all going through this the the second grader stuff right you're learning to get better at reading and writing or whatever it is that you're doing in second grade at that time but as a kid you know your friends it's it was weird because it's like I had a mix of friends and it was hard to just want to be part of one group or the other because I didn't feel like I fit in either either section right it's like square pegs with the square pegs round pegs with the round pegs I was Chinese but I didn't speak the language and I didn't really look it I was Hispanic as Mexican but same thing I mean luckily I spoke the language but at the same time the language that I spoke still wasn't enough to mix in because 
my Spanish was from my mom because my mom is Chinese born in Ecuador. So, you know, yes, all Spanish is the same, but it's not. There's always twangs in the ways that things are said, the way that things are heard, the way certain words mean different things. So it made it a lot more significant that I wasn't Mexican, that I didn't fit in. So it was difficult, you know. But at the same time, it was like, it was interesting because it also shaped me. It gave me the opportunity to be more broad in my perspective and my acceptance of other people because I knew that feeling, that feeling of not, you know, feeling like I had a group because it wasn't a lot of kids at the time to say that, hey, you know, I get what you're going through because I'm this and that and la la la, you know, like every kid, make friend. Oh, you got a my little pony lunchbox? Let's go sit over here. Oh, you like the little mermaid? Let's go sit over here, you know, and it was a lot different. Like growing up, majority of my friends were Asian and I wasn't, I was Asian, but I didn't look it. So I felt it a lot and it was interesting because you know they would make the point to let you know that you weren't asian so you didn't understand right it didn't matter that like at home i ate steamed rice and chicken feet or whatever other stuff we ate that still wasn't enough like i didn't speak the language and look it and you know on top of that i was blessed with the the um fortune of being a little heavier I also wasn't I wasn't the biggest kid in the class but I wasn't the skinniest kid in the class and you know that that's a no-no in Asian culture you know like uh, yes there are overweight people but that's not your typical Asian person and then being Hispanic it's like too it was like okay I was still chubby but then I was like too Asian and all these crazy things which brings me to where I'm at today which we'll later get into it in another episode but basically you know this is just a little bit about my background a little bit of like what got me to want to start the podcast and to share my story because we all go through these things and it's so funny because it's like now you got some comedians like coming out that they're asian and black and this and that and it's it's not just the mixed part it was the fact that i grew up in a household where one parent's an immigrant and the other person is in a is basically an american so you know it's a true assimilation like you know yeah he's my dad was mexican but he's pretty damn white you know he might speak spanish but it wasn't the best spanish around like because that was his second language it wasn't really his first language and you know where my mom is you know she came here and her first language was Spanish it wasn't English you know and then she brought in a lot of her culture from just her upbringing and Ecuador being you know it's a different mindset different a little different of everything you know so it was really interesting growing up and in a mixed household right because you want to be like all the other kids you want to be this the you know like the teenagers growing up and all this stuff like especially during the 80s and 90s like 
you know, who didn't watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Who didn't watch Saved by the Bell, 90210? You want to be like these kids, right? Because this is like, this is what the typical American teenager is. And then you got, like, your mom telling you that that's not how we did it in our country. And you don't, you know, you don't want to be like everyone else. And it's kind of funny because at the same time, I'm now as an adult going into my late 30s, I'm really appreciative of it of that thought process because I'm a little bit more not a little bit I'm a lot more grounded there's a lot of things that I didn't want or need growing up but at the same time it's I don't know if you want to call it peer pressure but it's also wanting to be part being just part of whatever it is at the time society culture the decade whatever you want to call it so you don't know, you have the 90s you see kids with high tops and they're wearing the, the floral printed dresses and skirts and tanks and this and that and you want to be like that but at the same time you got someone telling you first because your chubsy wubsy it doesn't help it it's you know uh that's not for you you can't wear that it doesn't suit you and on top of that it's like a different mindset so you know there maybe like at least from my perspective in my household it was my mom was a lot more gung-ho about let me make it you know why do you want to spend money when you don't need to and this that and the other it's only clothes it's only this plus I also went to a catholic school so clothing wasn't as important because there was very few days that you got to wear your own clothes like everyone looked the same every day basically because you're wearing a uniform so everybody wore the same thing a skirt a dress shirt you know socks sneakers or or oxford shoes whatever and same thing with my high school because i went to an all-girl high school but it was also catholic so i wore a uniform every day so it was the same premise like i didn't really have to go through that that complete feeling of not being accepted or not being part of the group because of the fact that luckily all of us wore the same shit you know the only difference was what maybe our backpack some of the paper like books we we carried like our notebooks or whatever is like you like lisa frank oh cool i like lisa frank too but it you didn't feel as i guess outcast or or um singled out that's the word singled out but at the same time you know i think for me i kind of lived in blissful ignorance as well because i was kind of unaware you know of like i knew there was cliques but it wasn't like i tried to be part of one or i was or i wasn't trying to be part of one like i was a social butterfly and i just went around and talked to everyone because i was like the anti-epitome of what an only child is where you know i wasn't shy i wasn't introverted i didn't keep to myself i actually was fortunate enough to like have a really big family you know here in the states you know my dad was one of seven and or is one of seven and i had plenty of cousins and fortunate enough to like grew up with them literally across the street so I didn't need brothers and sisters because I had them to kick my ass vice versa (laughs) you know so this is just like a little tidbit about myself and just what I want to share on my channel and just 
a lot of the things that I would, you know, would have loved to have heard about growing up. Like, to know that there was somebody out there going through the same thing as me, you know? Whether it was trying to, like, figure out, like, should I, am, am I Asian? Am I Hispanic? Am I this? You know, it's kind of like filling out your college application. Like, what box do I check, you know? Nowadays, it's, there's other, and there was other than two, but now you got two or more races, box, like, it's expanded. It's just like, it's like, I don't know if it's the same as being transgender, but it's also in that realm of acceptance or more normal to see and be around and as a kid I just wish you know there was something more that was shared and now it's like I feel like it's a huge fundamental in my life that changed my perspective in a lot of ways not just you know culturally but in the sense of accepting other people because it was like you're you were constantly battling whether or not what the hell you were you know and how it developed me to where I am today and it's just really exciting because I would love to know like what other mixes there are out there some of the experiences um you know how it feels because it's like who do you feel that you not associate with more but actually the word the word I'm trying to think of is um who you resonate with more whether it's you know whatever culture you are or whatever background you want to call ethnicity whatever word you want to use but that's main purpose of my my channel and it's an outlet to like go of like a lot of things that I didn't have anyone to talk to about you know especially as an only child and like I had a lot of cousins yes but all of them were basically Hispanic and the rest of my cousins like were Chinese there was only one set of cousins that may have had a clue of how I felt and they lived in Ecuador but even then I didn't really have much of a relationship with them because at the time like internet wasn't what it is today it wasn't there was no real Facebook like Facebook wasn't it was around but it wasn't what it is what it, the connection that it allows today I'm not saying that these past years haven't been great but at the same time it's like you're in your teens and you're you know you're already trying to find yourself trying to figure yourself out like it's kind of a good thing for me that it wasn't there because it's like it's too many things that you at once now in this day and age which is a whole other subject for a whole other day and how you know outside social media and everything affects you nowadays but that was what I wanted to share on this first episode of my podcast of La Mixta Chica which just in case you're wondering what mixta means mixta is a Spanish slang word for mixed so it's basically another way of saying you're mutt which isn't a bad thing because mutts are like freaking amazing ass breeds because <laughs> they're 
they're like super breeds it's like freaking x-men you know but basically it's just having more than you know one race it, it could be mexican chinese ecuadorian or it could be you know mexican salvadorian any mix so that's what mixta means and this is my station and i'm natalie and i'm so glad that you tuned in thank you and hopefully you learned a little about me and you know now you have the opportunity to like have an outlet to share and it's just not sharing about our cultural differences or our cultural similarities but just a little, like in any realm we all have similarities and differences that we grew up with whether it was music it was clothing it's upbringing it's education your neighborhood the state you grew up in the city you grew up in your like of dogs your like of cats your like of hamsters whatever it is this is what this this is for it's my outlet and i want it to be your outlet to share to basically express any anything and everything about growing up different and whether it's not even race wise it could just be even weight wise because that's a whole other subject that i want to get into because it's this is part of the journey that i've taken i started in october which i forgot i wanted to share with you also is that i made the decision that i want to reach my goal weight i never been at my goal weight i almost got there six years ago which was i've always wanted to be around 160 170 and i lost 70 pounds but i was still like about 40 pounds shy of getting to where i wanted to go and this year actually 2018 because we're in 2019 2018 is when i made the decision that you know what I'm only going to live once and it's not a YOLO situation. It's also, you know, it's a about myself situation. I want to be my best because, you know, I'm also looking to have a family with my husband and I want to be a hundred percent, but I also want to rock fucking some smaller size clothes. And that's like my biggest thing. Like I've, wanted to reach my goal the first time and my goal the first time was to get about 160 170 and my reward for myself that I had promised is when I got there I was gonna buy myself a pair of Louboutins and don't ask why I just think Hudson jeans are cute and I always wanted a pair of Hudson jeans and that's all I wanted to do and now I'm on track to do that I started back in October I actually partnered up with a coach because I figured what better way than to reach my goal than to like set it at a point where I don't know if most people would do, but I decided that this would be the best challenge and not only just a challenge, but like fucking epitome of a challenge for myself is to do a show, which is a bodybuilding show, not just any bodybuilding competition either. I decided I wanted to do a bikini because that's ever since I was a kid, you know, watching all the shows that I watched, Saved by the Bell and all this, you know, all the teeny boppers would go to the beach, wear a bikini, and here I am, chubby, 
Mexican Asian kid, you know, first it's a culture about modesty. Second, I'm overweight. So, I mean, body image is huge in, in both cultures and I couldn't wear a bikini. And now I'm like, I set it up where not only will I reach my goal, I'm on track, but I'm going to do a show and I'm going to do it in a fucking bikini and I'm going to get my fucking jeans and my heels and I'm going to rock that shit, you know? So I have been taking pictures and whatnot and, you know, I keep track of it and I do want to share that eventually. It will be on my Instagram and Facebook and, you know, it's a whole little series that I want to put together for myself and anyone that's really wants to like get to their physical goal which you know which is to lose any amount of weight which is amazing because not only is it to to make yourself feel better internally but externally as well to help it's a bit of a confidence boost I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's not when you lose weight but at the same time, it's just, I don't know, I love smashing the goals that I set. And this is one of the biggest ones that I've battled with since I was a kid. And it's also part of the reason why we're here today. And I'm sharing not just my story of growing up, but also my whole journey with getting to this show. And I'm just really excited and I can't wait to like give you more updates share on the next episode and maybe hopefully you know have some other persons on my show to share the things that we've all kind of gone through similarities and whatnot and just to be excited to hear like from other mixed people and all their stories growing up like what it was like and like family stories whether it's funny sad you know anything that we can resonate with it's really amazing that we're in this time where we can share all this stuff and it's just a click away but once again that's my station or my podcast (laughs) la misa chica so thanks for tuning in this is natalie really glad you listened and have a wonderful day bye this is Natalie. I'm here with the Mixta Chica channel. So basically what this podcast is about is growing up mixed during the 80s up to the 90s and into current day. Um, It's just a little bit about myself, mostly myself growing up mixed when most people weren't mixed. And when I say mixed, I mean mixed like I'm Mexican Chinese and Ecuadorian I'm you know not your typical everyday person now like in the 2000s or 2020s whatever we want to call it now it's a little bit different now um it's it's more common to meet someone who's not just Mexican or white or black or Chinese you know it's a mix 
And growing up, I'm a born and raised Los Angelino. I was born here and I was raised here. My mom, though, is an immigrant. And my dad is, uh, I don't know how many generations, Mexican, American here in the U.S. So part of this is is just me sharing about myself but also it's an opportunity for you know other people to to have an outlet to understand like all the things that they went through growing up that were out there the few at the time that existed for me especially it was really hard i grew up in the san gabriel valley which is at the time that i was growing up was a mix it was predominantly asian it was when the Asian culture, or at least the most Asians, like Chinese, Vietnamese, all of them were immigrating, and a lot of them come to the San Gabriel Valley, which is mostly San Gabriel, Alhambra, Monterey Park, and this is in Southern California, in case, you know, you're listening from another state, you know, any other place, and it was it was like a culture shock like as a kid you know it's supposed to be everyone gets along right the thought process is kids we're all we all it's all fun la 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 you know but that's where I started to feel it the most as a kid I I noticed you know and it wasn't just that I noticed it was made aware to me that I wasn't near here nor there which is a saying in Spanish ni de aquí ni de allá which means neither here nor there so it's like I couldn't fit in and it wasn't about fitting in it's just about feeling like you're part of a group or or not so much feeling as you're part of a group but people understand you right you're going through the same things right you're a second grader you're all going through this the the second grader stuff right you're learning to get better at reading and writing or whatever it is that you're doing in second grade at that time but as a kid, you know, your friends, it's, it was weird because it's like, I had a mix of friends and it was hard to just want to be part of one group or the other because I didn't feel like I fit in either, either section, right? It's like square pegs with the square pegs, round pegs with the round pegs. I was Chinese, but I didn't speak the language and I didn't really look it. I was Hispanic as Mexican but same thing I mean luckily I spoke the language but at the same time the language that I spoke still wasn't enough to mix in because my Spanish was from my mom because my mom is Chinese born in Ecuador so you know yes all Spanish is the same but it's not there's always twangs and the ways that things are said the way that things are heard the way certain words mean different things so it made it a lot more significant that I wasn't Mexican that I didn't fit in so it was difficult you know but at the same time it was like it was interesting because it also shaped me it gave me the opportunity to be more broad in my perspective and my acceptance of other people because I knew that feeling that feeling of not you know feeling like I had a group because it wasn't a lot of kids at the time to say that, hey, you know, I get what you're going through because I'm this and that and la la la, you know, like every kid, make friend. Oh, you got a my little pony lunchbox? Let's go sit over here. Oh, you like the little mermaid? Let's go sit over here. 
you know and it was a lot different like growing up majority of my friends were asian and i wasn't i was asian but i didn't look it so i felt it a lot and it was interesting because you know they would make the point to let you know that you weren't asian so you didn't understand right it didn't matter that like at home i ate steamed rice and chicken feet or whatever other stuff we ate that still wasn't enough like i didn't speak the language and look it and you know on top of that i was blessed with the the um fortune of being a little heavier i also wasn't I wasn't the biggest kid in the class, but I wasn't the skinniest kid in the class. And, you know, that that's a no-no in Asian culture, you know? Like, uh, yes, there are overweight people, but that's not your typical Asian person. And then being Hispanic, it's like, too, it was like, okay, I was still chubby, but then I was like, too Asian and all these crazy things, which brings me to where I'm at today, which we'll later get into it in another episode. But basically, you know, this is just a little bit about my background, a little bit of like what got me to want to start the podcast and to share my story because we all go through these things. And it's so funny because it's like now you got some comedians like coming out that they're Asian and black and this and that. And it's it's not just the mixed part. It was the fact that I grew up in a household where one parent's an immigrant and the other person is in a, is basically an American. So, you know, it's a true assimilation. Like, you know, yeah, he's my dad was Mexican, but he's pretty damn white, you know? He might speak Spanish, but it wasn't the best Spanish around, like, because that was his second language. It wasn't really his first language. And, you know, where my mom is, you know, she came here and... Her first language was Spanish. It wasn't English, you know? And then she brought in a lot of her culture from just her upbringing. And Ecuador being, you know, it's a different mindset, different, a little different of everything, you know? So it was really interesting growing up in in a mixed household, right? Because you want to be like all the other kids you want to be this the you know like the teenagers growing up and all this stuff like especially during the 80s and 90s like you know who didn't watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air who didn't watch Saved by the Bell 90210 you want to be like these kids right because this is like this is what the typical American teenager is and then you got like your mom telling you that that's not how we did it in our country and you don't you know you don't want to be like everyone else and it's kind of funny because at the same time I'm now as an adult going into my late 30s I'm really appreciative of it of that thought process because I'm a little bit more not a little bit I'm a lot more grounded there's a lot of things that I didn't want or need growing up but at the same time it's I don't know if you want to call it peer pressure but it's also wanting to be part being just part of whatever it is at the time society culture the decade whatever you want to call it so you don't know, you have the 90s you see kids with high tops and they're wearing the, the floral printed dresses and skirts and tanks and this and that 
and you want to be like that but at the same time you got someone telling you first because your chubsy wubsy it doesn't help it it's you know uh that's not for you you can't wear that it doesn't suit you and on top of that it's like a different mindset so you know there maybe like at least from my perspective in my household it was my mom was a lot more gung-ho about let me make it you know why do you want to spend money when you don't need to and this that and the other it's only clothes it's only this plus I also went to a catholic school so clothing wasn't as important because there was very few days that you got to wear your own clothes like everyone looked the same every day basically because you're wearing a uniform so everybody wore the same thing a skirt a dress shirt you know socks sneakers or or oxford shoes whatever and same thing with my high school because i went to an all-girl high school but it was also catholic so i wore a uniform every day so it was the same premise like i didn't really have to go through that that complete feeling of not being accepted or not being part of the group because of the fact that luckily all of us wore the same shit you know the only difference was what maybe our backpack some of the paper like books we we carried like our notebooks or whatever is like you like Lisa Frank? Oh, cool. I like Lisa Frank, too. But it you didn't feel as, I guess, outcast or, or um, singled out. That's the word. Singled out. But at the same time, you know, I think for me, I kind of lived in blissful ignorance as well. Because I was kind of unaware, you know, of like, I knew there was cliques, but it wasn't like I try to be part of one or I was or I wasn't trying to be part of one like I was a social butterfly and I just went around and talked to everyone because I was like the anti-epitome of what an only child is where you know I wasn't shy I wasn't introverted I didn't keep to myself I actually was fortunate enough to like have a really big family you know here in the states you know my dad was one of seven and or is one of seven and I had plenty of cousins and fortunate enough to like grow up with them literally across the street so I didn't need brothers and sisters because I had them to kick my ass vice versa <laughs> you know so this is just like a little tidbit about myself and just what I want to share on my channel and just a lot of the things that I would, you know, would have loved to have heard about growing up. Like to know that there was somebody out there going through the same thing as me, you know, whether it was trying to like figure out like, should I, am, am I Asian? Am I Hispanic? Am I this? You know, it's kind of like filling out your college application. Like what box do I check? You know, nowadays it's there's other and there was other than two but now you got two or more races box like it's expanded it's just like it's like i don't know if it's the same as being transgender but it's also in that realm of acceptance or more normal to see and be around and as a kid i just wish you know there was something more that was shared and now it's like I feel like it's a huge 
fundamental in my life that changed my perspective in a lot of ways, not just, you know, culturally, but in the sense of accepting other people because it was like you're you were constantly battling whether or not what the hell you were you know and how it developed me to where I am today and it's just really exciting because I would love to know like what other mixes there are out there some of the experiences um you know how it feels because it's like who do you feel that you not associate with more but actually the word the word I'm trying to think of is um, who you resonate with more whether it's you know whatever culture you are or whatever background you want to call ethnicity whatever word you want to use but that's the main purpose of my my channel and it's an outlet to let go of like a lot of things that I didn't have anyone to talk to about you know especially as an only child and like I had a lot of cousins yes but all of them were basically Hispanic and the rest of my cousins like were Chinese there was only one set of cousins that may have had a clue of how I felt and they lived in Ecuador but even then I didn't really have much of a relationship with them because at the time like internet wasn't what it is today it wasn't there was no real Facebook like Facebook wasn't it was around but it wasn't what it is what it, the connection that it allows today I'm not saying that these past years haven't been great but at the same time it's like you're in your teens and you're you know you're already trying to find yourself trying to figure yourself out like it's kind of a good thing for me that it wasn't there because it's like it's too many things that you at once now in this day and age which is a whole other subject for a whole other day and how you know outside social media and everything affects you nowadays but that was what I wanted to share on this first episode of my podcast of La Mixta Chica which just in case you're wondering what mixta means mixta is a Spanish slang word for mixed so it's basically another way of saying you're mutt which isn't a bad thing because mutts are like freaking amazing ass breeds because <laughs> they're they're like super breeds it's like freaking x-men you know but basically it's just having more than you know one race it, it could be mexican chinese ecuadorian or it could be you know, Mexican, Salvadorian, any mix. So that's what mixta means. And this is my station and I'm Natalie and I'm so glad that you tuned in. Thank you. And hopefully you learned a little about me and you know, now you have the opportunity to like have an outlet to share. And it's just not sharing about our cultural differences or our cultural similarities but just a little, like in any realm we all have similarities and differences that we grew up with whether it was music it was clothing it's upbringing it's education 
your neighborhood, the state you grew up in, the city you grew up in, your like of dogs, your like of cats, your like of hamsters, whatever it is, this is what this this is for. It's my outlet and I want it to be your outlet to share, to basically express any, anything and everything about growing up different and whether it's not even race-wise, it could just be even weight-wise because that's a whole other subject that I want to get into because it's this is part of the journey that I've taken. I started in October, which I forgot I wanted to share with you also, is that I made the decision that I want to reach my goal weight. I'd never been at my goal weight. I almost got there six years ago, which was... I've always wanted to be around 160, 170. And I lost 70 pounds, but I was still like about 40 pounds shy of getting to where I wanted to go. And this year, actually 2018, because we're in 2019, 2018 is when I made the decision that, you know what? I'm only going to live once. And it's not a YOLO situation. It's also, you know, it's a about myself situation I want to be my best because you know I'm also looking to have a family with my husband and I want to be a hundred percent but I also want to rock fucking some other size clothes and that's like my biggest thing like I've wanted to reach my goal the first time and my goal the first time was to get about 160 170 and my reward for myself that I had promised is when I got there I was gonna buy myself a pair of Louboutins and don't ask why I just think Hudson jeans are cute and I always wanted a pair of Hudson jeans and that's all I wanted to do and now I'm on track to do that I started back in October as I actually partnered up with a coach because I figured what better way than to reach my goal than to like set it at a point where I don't know if most people would do, but I decided that this would be the best challenge and not only just a challenge, but like fucking epitome of a challenge for myself is to do a show, which is a bodybuilding show, not just any bodybuilding competition either. I decided I wanted to do uh, bikini that's ever since I was a kid you know watching all the shows that I watched Saved by the Bell and all this you know all the teeny boppers would go to the beach wear a bikini and here I am chubby Mexican Asian kid you know first it's a culture about modesty second I'm overweight so I mean body image is huge in, in both cultures and I couldn't wear a bikini and now I'm like I set it up where not only will I reach my goal I'm on track but I'm gonna do a show and I'm gonna do it in a fucking bikini and I'm gonna get my fucking jeans and my heels and I'm gonna rock that shit you know so I have been taking pictures and whatnot and you know I keep track of it and I do want to share that eventually it will be on my Instagram and Facebook and you know it's a whole little series that I want to put together for myself and anyone that's really wants to like get to their physical goal 
which you know which is to lose any amount of weight which is amazing because not only is it to to make yourself feel better internally but externally as well to help it's a bit of a confidence boost i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say it's not when you lose weight but at the same time it's just i don't know i love smashing the goals that i set and this is one of the biggest ones that i've battled with since i was a kid and it's also part of the reason why we're here today and i'm sharing not just my story of growing up but also my whole journey with getting to this show and i'm really excited and i can't wait to like give you more updates share on the next episode and maybe hopefully you know have some other persons on my show to share the things that we've all kind of gone through similarities and whatnot and just to be excited to hear like from other mixed people and all their stories growing up like what it was like and like family stories whether it's funny sad you know anything that we can resonate with it's really amazing that we're in this time where we can share all this stuff and it's just a click away but once again that's my station or my podcast <laughs> La Mixta Chica so thanks for tuning in this is Natalie really glad you listened and have a wonderful day bye